welcome to With All My Heart, a podcast hosted by Joanna Kobernat, pastor's wife at Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. This podcast is designed to help ladies of all ages with the principles of the Word of God. In this podcast, we will explore what it means to love God with all our hearts. Through Bible lessons, we will discover how to deepen our relationship with the Lord and experience His love in a more personal way. As we journey together, let's open our hearts to the unchanging truths of God's Word. Welcome, thank you so much for joining me again today and for listening in, whether you're on the radio or watching on Facebook or listening through YouTube or any of the other platforms. I'm always so encouraged and honored that you would take the time to listen in. And I pray that these weekly devotionals are, would be a time of encouragement for you. I pray that maybe there would be a thought that you'd glean um, and just something that the Lord would use from His Word to work in our hearts. I know my heart was so encouraged last week to hear from Grace, and I'm always encouraged to hear from one of our ladies. And so I thank you for taking the time to listen in today. I have enjoyed preparing for the lesson this week, and actually this month I feel like the Lord has worked on me, on my heart, about this particular topic, and then He really used a verse uh, this week just to really remind me of how important this is. And we're going to talk about our spirits. And you know, the word spirit, our spirit is mentioned often in the Psalms and the Proverbs, and uh, the Lord had been working on that with me this, this time of year, and then He gave me a verse that really stood out. But the, He used verses like in Proverbs 18, 14, when He said, "...the spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity, but a wounded spirit who can bear." And then in Proverbs 17, 22, when it says, "...a merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit dryeth the bones." And I don't know about you, but I feel like especially this time of year during the months of January and February, and it's hard to believe here we are getting into March, it feels like the first two months of this year have just vanished. And already it's been a year of the really high highs and some really um, challenging times, but you know, the Lord has been faithful through it all. But sometimes He reminds me that during this time of year, I think it can be a little bit harder to work on our spirits. I am a warm weather girl. I love to be outside. I love to be out in my yard. And I was so excited this week when I saw the first few, I think the yellow daffodils or crocuses coming through. And I love to see those flowers because it means spring is on the way. But you know what? I can't just have a good spirit, a great spirit in the spring sunshine or in the warm summer days. I need to have a good spirit all year round. And the Lord really used the verse in Proverbs chapter 25 and verse number 28 to speak to my heart this week and actually convict me a little bit. But it says, He that hath no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. And there were several applications that the Lord made to my heart, but the first kind of provoking thought He gave me, the Lord, it was almost like the Lord said, Joanna, you work so hard for your family. You work so hard for your home. You work so hard with the relationships, with the ladies in your church, and that's what you spend your focus on. That's what you spend your time on, working so hard to build those relationships and to build a good home for your family and to work hard. But if you're not careful, when things happen, because it always does, life happens to all of us, it can be difficult to keep my spirit right. And in the middle of all that, if I'm not keeping my spirit right, I'm like a city 
that is broken down and without walls. Now I know today we don't have big old walls around our town and I maybe in the European countries or some of the uh, countries that can trace their, their heritage and their history back to medieval times, you would still find some of those ruins with those walls around it. But in Bible days, that was the way a city was protected with those walls because that kept the enemy out. And you know, with our home, if we don't have protection, then the enemy can come in and it can destroy everything that we've worked to build. And I was just, it was sobering to think that if I don't guard my spirit and if I allow it to become broken down, that I'm just like those cities that then could be laid waste by the enemy and I can allow the enemy in through my own broken spirit. And there's several applications there that one of the things the Lord showed me was it says, he that hath no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down. And you know, I cannot control the spirits of those around me. I can't control the spirits of my own children. Little Micah, um, this morning when he was getting ready for school, he was having a little bit of a hard time with his attitude and I had to take some time and work with him and I just said, we're not gonna do that. That's not the way you're gonna act. But you know, even though I may work with him and, and deal with him on that, at the end of the day, I really can't change his spirit. I can't change my Kylie's spirit or any of the other children. I cannot change their spirits unless they choose to change it on their own. And every single one of us as children of God, we are accountable for our own spirit. Every single one of us, we have things that happen to us every single day that could discourage our spirits, but it is up to us to determine what our spirits are gonna be. But I spent some time thinking about our spirit, and I know you've heard this before, but you know, our spirit is our prevailing attitude. I remember when I was younger, and I'm sure you've heard me say it before, but sometimes I would get in trouble for my attitude. And probably if the truth is known, um, my natural inclination, I'm not a really buoyant, um, happy, joyful person. I want to be, I mean, that's in my heart, but I think sometimes I can get a little bogged down or maybe focus on the negative. But I have tried by God's grace to say, I want my prevailing attitude, which is my spirit, I want that to be one of joy. And I've had to work on that, but our spirit is our prevailing attitude. I often think of this, our spirit is like our smell. And you know, you cannot see it, you cannot touch it. Sometimes it's hard to identify, but you sure know when a smell is, the, in, is there. Have you ever walked into a place and you've taken a deep breath and you said, what is that smell? Maybe it's a bakery and you walk into there and long before you even see the cookies or the pies, or maybe it's a home where a lady's been baking and you can smell that smell. And immediately it sets the tone of hominess and coziness and welcome. And then I've walked into a few places and I take one whiff and I wanna turn straight around and walk right back out because maybe it's a smell of rotten eggs or spoiled meat. But you know what? I really believe that our spirit is like this. Have you ever been around someone and you can't even put your finger on it, but they are such an encouraging spirit through their demeanor, by the way they speak. And then you might be around somebody and there's just something in the back of your, the back of your mind or maybe it makes the hair on the back of your neck stand up just a little bit and there's just something that's off. And a lot of times it's their spirit. And our spirit is like our smell. And it was almost like the Lord asked me, he said, Joanna, what do you smell like today? And I have to be honest, that sometimes I stink and I can get a bad attitude. And if there is anything that my husband just does not put up with in our home, with our children um, and with me, it is with an attitude. And I think as I look back, I've laughed and said, I don't think you would have liked me very much as a teenager because sometimes I did get an attitude. 
But you know, that's something that the Lord has worked on my heart over the years. And really one of the biggest ways is by being married to my husband because he has an amazing spirit. And I'm so thankful for that. But our spirit, spirit is like our smell. What do you smell like today? You know, I think our spirit is revealed in our words. It's revealed in our demeanors. It's, it's revealed in our actions toward others. I often watch how someone treats someone that would be positionally um, less than them. How do we treat somebody that's waiting on us at a restaurant or you know, in a position where they're serving you? How do you treat them? How do you treat children? How do you treat people that cannot do anything for you? You know, often our spirits are revealed there. It's always remember, and the Lord has convicted me with this, that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. And my spirit is revealed in my words because it's what I've been meditating on. We must intentionally guard our spirits. We must guard them against having a broken spirit. You know, for all of us, the older I get, the more I realize hard things happen to people. They happen to you, they happen to me, they happen to your neighbor, they happen to people. Hard things are a part of life. But you know, the Bible says that a broken spirit, when we allow our spirits to become broken through the weariness of life, through the sorrows of life, it says it drieth the bones. Have you ever been around somebody and they just have a broken spirit? And when we have those sorrows, when we have those weariness, those heaviness, those really heavy things in life that we cannot bear ourselves, we're gonna to have to ask the Lord to help us because if we try to carry them on our own, they are gonna break our spirits. I think we have to guard against a bitter spirit. You know, sometimes it can come through injustice or disappointments. Often I think it's easy to get a bitter spirit when we're hurt by the actions of others. And that's a very, very difficult thing to bear. And yet, once again, all of us will have that happen to us. And you know, we can pick up those things that they do to us and we can look at them and we could decide to put them in a sack on our back, figuratively speaking, and we can carry, us, carry them with us throughout life. And we're going to become weighted down with that bitterness, or we can just give them back to the Lord. And I don't know about you, but I do not want to have a bitter spirit. Oh, the devil's given me opportunities for that, and he will give me some more. But by God's grace, I must give that hurt. I must give that disappointment, that heartache. I must leave again. We can only control our own spirits. I gotta, I've got to give that all back to the Lord and say, Lord, I don't want to have a bitter spirit. And then I see that if we're not careful, we have to guard against, we have to be careful, or we are going to have a backslidden spirit. And once again, in the world we live in today, through all the influences, through all the media, through all the activities, it's very easy for us to focus not just on worldliness, but it's easy for us to focus on materialism. It's easy for us to forget our primary purpose is to glorify the Lord with our, with our lives, to spread the gospel. And it's easy for us to get focused on everything that we want out of life. And before we know it, we're backslidden in spirit. And we have to guard our spirit against that. Our spirits cannot, they cannot be determined by our surrounding and by our circumstances. And yet, I know for me anyway, those are exactly the things that if I'm not careful, I find influencing my spirit the greatest. And I have to intentionally step away. I have to set it aside and I have to say, this may all be happening around me, but that's not is going to be what determines my spirit today. And so we have to intentionally guard against a broken spirit, a bitter spirit, a backslidden spirit. There will always, always be things that will discourage our spirits, but we have to intentionally work to build a spirit. And that's my next point. We must work to build a spirit. And here were some things I thought of that I want to have. I want to have a joyful spirit. 
a grateful spirit. You know, I heard it once and it has really stuck with me that we will never be any happier. We'll never have any more joy than we have gratefulness in our heart. And I have found that to be so true. If I'm focused on the things that are happening that I don't like or what I don't have or even what I think we need, I won't have a joyful spirit. But if I focus on all the blessings that God has given to me, I will have a happy, confident, joyful spirit. I want to have an encouraging spirit. Who are you building? Who are you lifting up today? And I told our ladies this recently. I told you all in our, our um, it was at the end of the split Sunday school that we had with Miss Kara Evertson. And we were talking about some different burdens that ladies were having carrying in our church. And I encouraged you. And I hope you've remembered it because I know I've really tried to apply it in my heart. But you know, on the days that you're carrying the greatest burden, you know, the best way to lift that burden is to look around you and see who has a burden that you can help to lift. And I had a day like that not long ago when there was, it just seemed like there was a lot of things that were crowding into my mind that could be negative, could be discouraging. And I started thinking, Lord, bring somebody to my mind who's carrying something today. And before I knew it, I had texted about 15 ladies just to tell them I was thinking of them and I was uh, love them and I was so thankful for what they meant to our church. And that's for me, sending a quick text message, that's something I can do. I'm not big on group messages, but I like to send a text message just to tell you that I love you and I'm thinking about you, just to tell you that I'm praying for you and I remember what you're going through. And you know what I found with every time that I reach out to somebody else, my mind's not on my own burden. My mind is not crowded with the things that I am carrying, but rather thinking about what you all have. So try that. But we can build our spirits through encouraging others. I think this, this is something I have to work on. We must build a spirit of forgiveness. I was just telling somebody recently in relationships, it's so important to keep short accounts. I really think that one of the most powerful tools that the devil uses in the lives of Christian women is bitterness. And Because what, what we do is we hang on to those, that bitterness. We hang on to what's done to us, and we harbor it, and we think about it, and we think over over and over again. We've got to keep short accounts. And you know, sometimes there will be people in life that wrong us, and they don't even want us to forgive them. But we have to forgive anyway. Now, that doesn't mean that you become a doormat. That doesn't mean that you even open yourself up to allowing that same harm to be done again. But what that is, is I'm laying that down, and I'm not going to carry that hurt anymore. That's between them and God. And I forgive. I acknowledge that what they did to me was wrong. I acknowledge that what they did was even sin but that's not mine to carry, and I give it back to the Lord. We have to work to build a spirit of forgiveness. I love this. We have to work to build a confident spirit. I can remember my mom always encouraging us to do that we could do anything that we put our minds to. I can remember I was a young married lady and married girl, and my mom, we were in the car together, and she said, Joanna, you can do whatever you decide that you want to try to do. The Lord will help you. You can do it. And it was just a small thing that she said, but I've never forgotten it. Don't underestimate what a confident spirit that you have will do to encourage someone else to go on to do great things. And then we have to have a courageous spirit of faith. I love it. I mentioned my husband's spirit earlier, but I love it that no matter what, we, my husband and I have been married for right at 22 years now, and we were a youth pastor. He was a youth pastor, and we worked in Illinois for a while, and then we went to California for nine years, and we worked there at the college, and now we've been here for 10 and I love it that no matter what challenge was, has been presented to us in life, and now in the ministry, with all the different ministries God has led my husband to, to organize and to start and the different decision he makes, he has a confident spirit. Not that he can do it. I never once in 22 years said, I heard him say, I can do this. 
not heard him say that, but I've heard him say over and over, God can do this. I believe God's going to take care of it. I believe God's going to make a way. And you know, for me as his wife, seeing that, that has really built my faith. And we can have a courageous, confident spirit for our children, for the people we leave, if lead, if we say, if we just let them know that we believe God is going to do it. We can build our spirits through the Word of God. You know, the Bible says to meditate therein day and night. And yes, we must have a daily walking with Him, a daily quiet time when we get in the Bible. But I believe the mark of a true Christian is to take what you get in those words and you think about it all day long. And you have those verses that come back and you meditate on it day, at night, day and night. We can build our spirits through our thoughts. Isn't that so important? I mentioned that earlier as us ladies. My mind has been my worst enemy sometimes, and I have to govern my thoughts, and I have to bring them into order, every thought into submission. You know, after the, actually the last election, I, you may judge me for this, but I just turn the news off and I don't watch any news. I've just found news does not encourage my spirit. And if there is a big enough news story out there, it'll be on social media, somebody will be talking about it, and then I will go specifically to look up that story and I'll read about it so I can know what's going on but I really don't listen to news it just discourages my spirit there are some podcasts I don't listen to there are some people that they may be great people but I find that it doesn't build my spirit and so I set it aside we can build our spirit through good music through the right influences I love it. Y'all know Tanya Hasty, and she is getting so uh, she's so good about encouraging encouraging us in what we eat and eating healthy. And I saw where she posted this week, and it was just a good thought provoking thing. And she said, "Look at your plate before you eat it, and say, is this going to make me feel good?" And that is so true from a physical sense, and that's something that I really, really need to apply all the time in my life. But you know, we need to apply that in our spiritual life, in our life that we live every day. What are we getting ready to consume through the movies that we watch, through the books we listen to, through the music we listen to, through the podcast we listen to, through the friends that we really bring into our inner circle? Are they really going to make us better Christians? Are they going to make us feel good spiritually? Are they going to strengthen us? And if that influence isn't going to strengthen us, then maybe we need to set it aside and choose something better. You know, you've heard it said, when we know better, we do better. Well, are we applying that spiritually? Are we doing better? We must build our spirits. And even just on a, this is not a spiritual note, we can build our spirits through self-care. And I would challenge you as ladies, I am very much one that I am a doer and I'm always working for other people. But sometimes I've had to stop and just let everything go to pot if it needs to. And I have to on purpose take time for me. So do that today. That's, that's just for free. That's not even on a spiritual thing, but there's nothing wrong with taking time for you and figure out what's gonna do a time of rest, a time of coming apart, a time of quiet, of feeding your spirit. And lastly, we can renew our spirits through a daily yielding to the Lord. I don't know about you, but when I look in the mirror, I don't like who Joanna Coburnett is just by herself. I need another spirit. And the Lord really used Psalm 51 in verse number, starting in verse number 10, it says, and this is David speaking after he has sinned with Bathsheba, after he's been the one that had her husband murdered, after he's been the one that has sinned against God in adultery, after he had Bathsheba brought to him, and the Bible described her as an innocent lamb in the comparison of the story that Nathan Gave, the prophet Nathan. And then when God sent that prophet to David and he pointed his finger directly in David's face and he said, thou art the man. And David was a broken, sinful man. 
and he could have stayed broken, but here's what he said in verse number 10 of chapter 51. He said, create in me a clean heart, God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. And you know, there's going to be times that we're broken. But even whether or not we realize they're broken, every single day, we need a renewing of our spirit. And we need a filling, just like David said, take not thy Holy Spirit from me. And you know, when we're saved, we do have the Holy Spirit, but does he have all of us? And like I said, I don't like who I am on my own. But when I can feel the Holy Spirit filling me with his word, and I hear me speak words that I know in my words of peace or words of forgiveness or words of joy that I know in my own strength, that's not of me. That was only by the Holy Spirit giving me power. When I see me being able to forgive someone or love someone that has treated me unfairly, I know that's not me. That's only of God. And I love the work that He's doing in me. And so we must daily renew the Spirit that lives within us. We must renew our spirit by yielding daily to the Lord. And so I challenge you today, do a spirit check. What do you smell like today? Sometimes I need to take a shower. Sometimes I need to change clothes. Sometimes I need to clean some things out in our house so we can have a better smell. And I want to have the sweet savor of the Holy Spirit all over my life so that whenever I go through life, I say, I know that's not me working, but that's the Holy Spirit working through me. Let's renew our spirits today. Let's have spirits that are encouraged, encouraging, that are courageous, that are joyful. Let's encourage others around us with our spirits today. I hope you have a great week. I look forward to being with you again next week. Y'all mean the world to me. Thank you for all you do for us. And we'll look forward to being with you again next week. Thank you for listening to With All My Heart, a ladies devotional podcast with Joanna Coburnett. We hope that you have been encouraged and challenged to deepen your love for Christ and be more like Him today. God loves us, and we should love Him in return. Until next time, keep seeking Him with all your heart.